our wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember. So I'll just go ahead. We had a plan for today's show, and this is Those 80s Kids Remember. Hi, Andy. Hi, Brian. Is Greg. This, is the skinny black guy not with us at all? It's live right now. So it's it's going out there. I know. Is the skinny black guy with us? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out. Uh, Skype isn't letting me sign in today oh, for some no. reason, and we were trying to figure out. Wait, folks. We'll be right here. <laughs> this guy's in the middle of me and Craig. Mike. Mike would be Mike here. Would yeah. be Mike, here. Mike Hedrum. Um, so we're trying to figure out other ways. So I figure because we're really limited for time today. So let's just go live and we'll talk. And then hopefully um, we can get Mike on the line. I mean, you guys. That's his idea. You guys banter too. back and forth. I swear to God. It's just like that should be a TV show. <laughs> so um, we're, we'll try to figure this out. Um was that Mike's idea for the topic? And yeah, and Mike was going to host He was today. like, yeah, he was in yes. charge of the whole yeah. thing. So I don't have any notes. I knew we were going to talk about computers and technology, computer technology yeah. in the 80s, and I don't have anything to go we off We could of. switch it off, and we could do that the next time and come up with something right now for today. If you'd like. And I could mention that. 80s um, And I'm, I'm not going to give Random up on, shit. I'm not yeah. going to give up on Mike quite yet. Okay. Right, right. I'm going right. to try to get sure. him in here before, because I know, Brian, you have to leave it too. Right. So. We are have limited time Full today. Time crunch. So yeah, we can go ahead. I just want to mention first of all, we got our three hundredth like today on Facebook. All right. Which is very awesome. We're running out um, of family members though. <laughs> yeah, family <laughs> so um I just want to thank everybody for following us on Facebook. Absolutely. Um watching our videos uh, after the fact or if you're watching them live. Um just go ahead and subscribe. To our YouTube channel because it's great that we've got 300 people on Facebook, but they're not really translating over to our YouTube, which would be awesome if they did. <laughs> it would be. So if you can go ahead, if you like us on Facebook, go over to YouTube, hit the a subscribe button. That way you'll know and would have missed out on any of the episodes that we're doing. And you also make us look good that we have that many people who like us. Yeah. And then if they're to watch videos, hit the like button. I don't care. You don't even watch the videos. I don't care. Just hit the like button. <laughs> and we prefer awesome. you watch it. But if you don't, it's okay. <laughs> at least hit the like button yeah, for us. Do us, button. do us that little favor. So, yeah, I guess we could talk about random stuff today. Do we have um, any 80s horror movies? Because I actually watched Children of the Corn the other day. We did, I think. Yeah, we God, it a I haven't seen years, that in couple years ages. Ago, I, well, I, I wondered if we did, you're right. That, well, that was like the very first show, right. I think. Yeah. Man, that was when right. Rob was on with us. Right. I think you're right. I, I didn't I didn't know if that would hold up. You know what? It does. And it only does because of the acting of the kid who plays Malachi and the kid who plays um, Isaac. Other than that, it's 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 pretty cheesy. Cheesy? Yeah. yeah. But what was the deal with those kids? But anyway? I don't know. But that redheaded fuck scares the shit out of me to this day. Really? Yeah, Malachi. That kid's a freaky looking <laughs> shit. Yeah, but yeah, weird movie. It's kind of cheesy, but it, it held up enough. Yeah. So. Just the name of that film enough was kind of eerie. I know. The, the Children of the Corn. Right. It's like there's kids oh. in the cornfield. I have to. Anybody. Uh, 80s was a fan of uh wrestling in the 80s when they were a kid since we have been on 
I must acknowledge the passing of one of the great managers of all time, Bobby the Brain Heaton passed away about a week and a half ago. I don't like laughing at anyone's death. Who? <laughs> huh? Who? You didn't watch wrestling. No. Oh, dude, well, he's a he's see, a. I grew up in Dallas Fort Worth. He's a so legend. The Von Erichs were everything. Oh yeah, I, yeah. If you're gonna salute all the dead Von, but they're Harris, all dead. I think. Well, <laughs> they, 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 I know. They died like on a yearly basis. Yeah. Is There's there one, one left. left. Yeah. Really? He's the only one in the freaking family left. I think. I think the mother might be alive yet too. Wow. It's like the oldest. But they one, don't even leave the fucking house. The oldest one died, and then like, well, three of them killed themselves. I'd be taking death precautions every day. <laughs> Carrie, Mike, and Chris all killed themselves. Yeah, suicides. Yeah, and then uh, the the older one, the elder, um, he died of. Uh, a, what was his name? Uh, was it Mike? No. 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 Um, Fritz was the Fritz, dad. Fritz, the dad. That's what I'm talking about. Fritz was the yeah, dad. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wasn't talking about the eldest brother. I was talking about the dad. It was Fritz. Okay. Because originally, way back in the day, Fritz was like this. Uh, he was playing a German character, like back in the '60s, '70s. He's an actor. No, he was a, his his wrestling, his wrestling character guy that he played. Because Don Eric's not the real man. Um, okay. He was playing Von Eric. He was like a he was like a freaking like borderline like I Nazi dude, like goose stepping and shit. Hang on a second. Really? Until he became like a, a good a guy. Second. I didn't even know that wasn't their real name. Yeah, I know nothing about them. And just... then all the kids, all the kids <laughs> grew up as like these all American dudes. That was like their that was like their persona in yeah. the ring, feuding with the uh, the fabulous Freebirds. Yeah, yeah. So I got my car, my phone. Trainer What's that? How the trainer died. Hang on, Mike. The dad? Yeah, no, 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 the guy you're talking about. <laughs> Bobby the Brain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, uh, I don't know how exactly, but I knew he had, like, part of his jaw removed years ago because of cancer and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know exactly how he died. Oh, if it was something with his heart or what? The moment of silence for uh, for Bobby. Bobby. Bobby the brain. Bobby the, oh, the guy. The guy was hysterical. Really? Yeah, he was funny. Funny guy. Can you hear me? Really? You're breaking up a lot. Got my phone. Breaking up is hard to do. Kama, kama, down, doobie, doo, I'm down. Um, <laughs> That's not the 80s. Was but... <laughs> that Neil Sedan? Can we do a whole show about Neil Sedan? <laughs> you know what song it is? I love I used to love the song Calendar Girl. Yeah, it's a cool song. Yeah. 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 Okay, we've got your I've got you on my phone, so it's probably going to be uh, that. that. I'm going to try and download the Messenger app on my tablet. So no, we'll leave you here for now, and then we'll probably hang up, and then we'll yeah. back. Is he not? Okay. No, yeah, I think he's straight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Really? So was the guy who played the Tin Man in uh, The Wizard of Oz. I checked up on him, too. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Jack Haley, he was... Maximum Bite. Maximum Bite. Maximum vibe. Maximum vibe. The guy who played the who played the uh, I almost said Iron Man. Um, the 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 Tin Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Straight. 
Huh, Neil Sedaka. I would have never guessed that one. Yeah, Neil Sedaka was straight. <laughs> <laughs> Just that footage of him, like, sitting at the piano. Oh, God. My I'm heart for the world. I love, I love, I love my little calendar, girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, it, it's not like hearing Paul Lind is... Heterosexual or something, but it it is a little it is a little surprising. I would have never in my life guessed Neil Sedaka was straight. No, I I kind of I would have yeah I'd have bet money that he was gay. Are we still on though? Yeah, we're on. Let's all give it a big 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 props here to Andy Lane for right. doing what she does. Because you know what, if, if I were you, I would have thrown shit so much. I would have broken stuff. About well, like, bombs would be flying everywhere. I've got him now. My tablet's not turning on. I can mic you. <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear us very well, Mike? It, it sounds hollow. <laughs> I think it's cutting him off. In yeah, it's, I think it's. It sounds hollow. Best show we've <laughs> ever done, folks. <laughs> He's, he sounds like one of those voice voice boxes for uh, uh, Let's see if Wi-Fi helps. I have my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Hello, my name is Mike. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. a lot of reverb there. I am here to talk about <laughs> technology. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Um. Yeah. Mike, were you, did you watch wrestling at all in the 80s, Mike? I lived on wrestling. Yeah, I was because wow. I was going to say, Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away since our last show. Yeah, I know. That was heartbreaking. My son Preston thinks it's a bunch of dry-humping guys and uh, Speedos, basically, sort of dry-humping <laughs> each other. So he can't watch it for more than like a, a second. He gets uncomfortable. There's some slight... <laughs> Here, I'm trying to switch the messenger on my on my computer. There's some slight homoeroticness to to pro wrestling. There is, because they're they're like all big muscle dudes and they're all greased up and they're all hairless. They're right. all in their underwear, you know. <laughs> See, and that's something I thought Neil Sadaka might like. <laughs> Fuck do I know? That's part of the reason I can never get into the cage fighting stuff. MMA. They yeah. spend half the they spend half the match in the missionary oh, in position. Mission on the ground, I know. We don't. It's like that. Real in wrestling, wrestling, like even at the high school level, it's like that. It's, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I know. It's pretty lovely. It's like they're like yeah. sweaty and yeah. half naked, uh -huh. rolling around right. with each other. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, a little too much of that. Yeah. I will say this, I was I don't know what I was watching the other day, but there was a clip of The Rock and Hulk Hogan in the ring together. And, and I didn't change the channel. Normally I would have anything having to do with wrestling popped on, but it, uh, it was be. it was exciting. It was really dramatic. It was yeah. like, Wow, this is big shit. When it's done well, yeah. They make it it like any other it's television theater. show. Yeah. yeah. Like any other action dramatic television show, right. when it's done well, yeah. it entertains you. It can you. be incredibly effective. Yeah. Yeah. My dad really got into it for a while. He went to several matches. I, I saw 90s, in 90s, maybe. 
1987 in Madison, I saw, uh, we went there for a taping, television taping. It was the main event was uh, Hulk Hogan uh, versus Macho Man, Randy Really? Sanders. Yep. Wow, how close did you get? How close were you? No, we were, we were a ways away. So still, Bobby the Brain was still there. Still pretty cool. It's a big event. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. Just, they were very theatrical. And like you said, if they're done right, they can be incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. They had the great, very dramatic, great spot. I still remember this to this day, where Hogan got out of the ring, was chasing Macho Man around the ring, and Macho Man runs runs behind Miss Elizabeth and, and puts <laughs> Miss Elizabeth in front of him. Really? Yeah. You know, you know Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth, no, no, no. Oh, his 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 valet, his manager. Oh, beautiful, okay. Beautiful, beautiful, okay. quiet lady. You know, okay. he just runs and puts her. Puts a turn front. And of course the crowd, ah, boo! You know, it's hysterical <laughs> uh, to look back on that stuff. I saw quite a few big names there that Did day. You? Yeah. yeah, Bobby the Brain was there. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was the big spiel. That was Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage. That was the big one that made I would it. I imagine so. Paid a lot of money for those things too, man. Wrestling, wrestling brought in a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know if it still does to this day. Probably not, probably not, not to the degree did. that it did in the eighties and and late nineties too, too yeah. with the Attitude Era, with uh, Stone Cold and The Rock yeah. and Shawn Michaels yeah. and all those guys. That was huge yeah. then too. For The Rock, it's, it's just a weird even thinking of him as a wrestler now. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, Johnson. yeah, he's Dwayne Johnson. Makes a ridiculous amount of money because he's very good at what he does. But it's like when they took Dolph Lundgren and made him kindergarten cop too. That's why I brought it up to you. I was like, you have to have some <laughs> some some level of charisma to be put in those. You can't just take a big guy and throw him into the role and think it's going to work. Yeah, there's got to be charisma there. Because Art cool. with Arnold, you had the it's not a tumba. It's not a tumba. You had that right. And yeah. with the Rock, you got charisma just through the fucking roof. Um, but with Dolph, there's none. Yeah. He's just a big dude. So yeah. it's just stupid. Yeah. I can only imagine watching it. He's Drago. Right. <laughs> Who, incidentally, is going to be in the second Creed movie. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You'd have to look it up. I'm, I'm almost positive that, really? uh, yeah, Drago, Ivan Drago is going to be in the second Creed <laughs> what movie. What the fuck is he going to do? I don't know. But it's going to be, well, obviously, it's going to be have something to do with the fact that this, I am too old to break you. This dude killed your father. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're still on my phone because it's downloading on my tablet. Uh, but I think we can hear you better. He's going to come back and huh? deck Rocky while Rocky's going through the <laughs> I said, chemo. I think we can hear you better, but I don't know if you okay. can hear us better. <laughs> well, you don't sound at all. Okay, it's gonna be Rocky's fighting Drago, and Rocky's yeah. got that um, cap on because he's um, holding his. <laughs> so we have Mike. Yay. Hey, Mike! All right, welcome. So cool. we've got about well, thirty so minutes left. Thirty minutes show to do. <laughs> so, um, if you want to go ahead and get started, and we can always like maybe continue on or do another ah. podcast or whatever. So you go ahead. I'm going to hand the reins over to you, Mike, because you have all the notes. I'm going to still try and get you on the tablet so it's just a little bit better for everybody. I so, was supposed to have notes. What? 
I was supposed to have notes. I thought you were doing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody's uh, fucking with everybody. Hey. As long as he knows know what he's talking about. I don't know that he's fucking with me. Oh. <laughs> Do you don't have notes? Or are you just gonna talk? I have notes. Okay. Go oh, he's got notes. He's got notes. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, Mike, you're not funny either. So <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you're you're just start. a dick. It's all yours, Mike. Go ahead. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, You're like leading the show, man. Start with your You're notes. the lead, man. Just, we've already introduced, Mike is here with us. We're already live. We've been live oh. for like 30 minutes. So I suppose, right. yeah, I should bring you up to date on that. So we have been going, um, well, we've been trying to get you on the line. So we've got you on the line now. So um, you were going to do basically the hosting for today's show. So... Start where you wanted to start, and we'll go from there. Yes. All right. Basically, basically, what uh, we're gonna, what we're talking about today is uh, uh, the technology that was introduced in the '80s that is influencing everything going on today. Mm. Okay. Okay. We had some big technical technological advances in the '80s, and we shouldn't remember these things. Um, I'm going to go with the first one that, that I came across that I think is the biggest is the Walkman. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had one. If you didn't have the Walkman, there'd be no iPods. There'd be no iPhone. Uh, yeah, right. That's quite uh, true, actually. MP3, yeah. MP3 players. Right. Yeah. Earbuds. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose mm. it, it is easy to forget how much of a, how big of an invention that was where you could actually carry, like, uh, 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 I don't know, a cassette player or, or, or a little radio and listen Walk to it. Walk around and listen to it. Yeah. It, it, it. It personalized music and it, it made it portable. Right. Uh, before that, all you had was you know transistor radio. Boomboxes. Yeah. Boomboxes. The battery eaters. Yeah. yeah. The boombox battery eaters. Who can forget those? And, uh, I and, think and everybody had to hear what you were listening to too. True. Right. And and the Walkman made music private. It made it private. Yeah, it, it yeah it made it private for for the really the first time I guess. Before then, people and listened to know. music at home on their stereos and their everything was so fucking big in the seventies yeah. uh, and eighties. Well, God, I think of the eighties and I think of uh, Michael Douglas's cell phone is a look. It was about the size of that fucking boombox that John like, Cusack was holding. And like, uh, yeah. Like like Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell with his with his phone. His cell yeah. phone was fucking gigantic. That was in '87 in Wall Street. That was uh, one of the things that I was going to mention as well is the, the mobile phone. Yeah, um, it was invented in the '70s, but until they made advancements in transistors, they couldn't make it brick size for you to for you to take it out. Right. For a while in the eighties, if you had a if you had a cell, if you had a phone in your car, you were loaded. 
you were a rich guy. You were a rich person. Period. That's all there was to it. Not if you had that lint sticking off the back window and that huge thing that they had to replace the console in between the the captain's chairs. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. My dad, who was a broadcast engineer, worked in television like for my entire childhood. He installed a car phone in his car. Um, this was probably Ooh. about uh, eighty-three. I couldn't hear you. My dad, who was a broadcast engineer, had yeah. installed a phone in his car at about eighty-three, eighty-four, and it Ooh, was that's like early. it yeah. was a standard home telephone with the little receiver really? thing and a dial. What? <laughs> what? Wow. You had like a rotary dial in the car? Phone in his car. Yeah, the, the first ones looked uh, look almost like you were plugging into one of those old modems. If you had something like that in your car in 83, people were wondering, what does this guy do for a living, man? <laughs> yeah. Where is his income coming? He's dealing drugs this or something. This guy's dealing drugs or pimping or something. My oh, this guy be a lawyer. <laughs> right. By, uh, be. Very important. <laughs> by the late 80s, early 90s, my dad had one in his truck, but it was all for work. Right. You okay. know, and I don't recall him ever, ever receiving I don't or dialing out. Either. Ever. I've, I've never seen my he dad never. talk about it either. Really? No. Never. It was no. just there. It was just there, and my dad's had a cord on it too. Yeah, yeah. But like but it wasn't. Fire. It was it was push button though. It was like you had to like unhook it from the from oh, the really? thing. And no, and this beep, was like beep, I think the style was called a princess phone at the time, not the not the baroque okay. kind. Was like, it was like had the round or oval base, and it had like your regular. Was it pink? I was picturing a pink phone. No, it was brown. Like, it was brown. Barbie logo on it. I think that design is what they called the princess phone. Really? Yeah. Okay. Barbie princess phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is myself. No, I car salesman that got one put into his, his uh, brand new 1986 Ford Taurus. And it cost like five bucks a minute to make that call. Oh, my God. oh God. Wow. That's right. Calls That's were expensive back then. But if, if you had a car phone, they were very, they were pricey calls, weren't they? Totally worth it, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing on the list was, oh, where did that go? My list is my list is on my cell phone. No. Oh, it's like today's. How theme. appropriate is that? Where did it wow. go? How appropriate for today? That's technology. kind of it's kind of ironic, man. Our technology show yeah. turns out to be our biggest technological disaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Since we started, we couldn't hook up. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got, uh, and now we've got probably one of the biggest innovators of the of the eighties, the Nintendo NES. That was, yeah, that was a big deal. That was a huge yeah, deal. Yeah, Atari came out in the 70s with the 2600, but um, the, it didn't, home gaming systems didn't really catch on until the NES was like in every single house out there. They were way cruder, you know, too, on the, on the uh, Atari and the Intellivision, because we, we had the Intellivision. I grew up on Atari. Did you? Yeah. My cousins had the Atari. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had an uncle that had two Atari 2600s because he won one in a contest. 
Oh, wow. And so that one got passed around all of the families. So we could play uh, uh, Space, Space Invaders. Invaders. It was the only freaking game the thing had. <laughs> Space Invaders. I remember when we, I remember when we, God, was, we had one called Barnstorming where you. My you, cousins had Barnstorming. Barnstorming where you go through oh, barns and go over them. That game was so boring. Oh, it was. You just it did the was. same damn thing over and over right. and over again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of them, some of them were pretty cool, like uh, uh, like Defender, um, Galactica. Galactica. What's that? You had Defender on Atari? My cousins did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had Defender on Atari. They had uh, the Pac-Man one sucked. The the first Pac-Man. Pac horrible. Oh yeah, God, it, it had it had Rush job. Yeah. Yeah. Written all yeah. over it, man, to, yeah. just to capitalize on on the popularity on the time of Pac-Man. Yep. correct. Yep. And it didn't even make the wah, 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 wah sound. No, no. Bump, 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 bump. Every yeah, time you hit a dot, it just went thump, 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 thump. They did it because they could. They knew they could get more, you know, sales out of, you know, having the Pac-Man game yeah. there for it. But, yeah, but the, the NES is the thing that brought us Mario Brothers. Monkey yeah. Kong. Yep. That, Super Mario those, those Brothers. Are, those are game changers. That's a game changer. Yeah, for sure. And and the graphics, the gameplay became so much deeper too when you had those eight bit well, systems. Once you got the Atari controller, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Nintendo controller it wasn't just one joystick with a button anymore. Yeah. You had much more that you could do, like like look at like uh, Zelda, The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I mean, you could. You when, could did game, when did games with levels begin? But that wasn't right around that time, probably. I guess, right? With like I, I bosses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, had to exactly. Be, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, and uh, and another big invention that came with that was uh, uh, any of you remember the uh, Atari, the uh, Nintendo Power Glove? Oh, that thing was a piece of shit. What the hell was that? The oh, Power Glove. That, uh, that it was horrible, but. Man, if it wasn't for that, there'd never be a Wii. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember the Power Glove. Do you remember the Power Glove, Andy? Because it, it, it took it all into, into motion action that yeah. you could do with that. Well, you yeah. can sit there, like, punch, playing punch out, and you can actually, like, punch. But I So from, a precursor to the Wii, but quite yeah. limited, obviously. Oh, it, it was so dated because the accuracy of it was... Yeah, from what I understand, it was a piece of shit, really? basically, yeah, yeah. They also had that pad thing, Mike, do you remember the uh, the pad with the numbers and colors on it that you could run oh, I remember that. and play the game yeah. track and field? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that one, too. I never actually used it, so I don't know how no, good it was. But, but you're right, that would be... Uh, uh, yeah, the Wii probably would not exist had it not been for some, some of those. Yeah, that's weird. For sure. That's weird to look Never back Never thought on. about that, but yeah, you're right. They also had the gun games, too. Remember, Remember you, that, yes. You plug oh, yeah, like the gun. Yeah. And everybody did this, too. They always tried to shoot the, the dog on Duck Hunt. Like, like when it, you would miss three ducks. And then they would, then you would like lose a life. Yeah. All the ducks would fly away, and the dog would pop up and start laughing at you. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody would try to shoot the dog. That's just awful. 
What's that? That if you'd shoot the dog and it would get that pissed off look. <laughs> so you could shoot the dog, though? It would let you, sh let you shoot it? Not exactly. If you didn't kill the dog, you didn't do anything, it just looked at you like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, D Duck Hunt, the game, wasn't very abusing. It was, a, it was, they threw it in that pack, in the two-pack, just to have a game there for the gun. Exactly. Yeah, because the because that dual pack where you bought the Nintendo Entertainment System came with the controller and the gun. Sorry, but you just said two packs, so it's got me thinking about Tupac. I watched the Tupac movie last night. And Dan Quayle referred to him as two pack. <laughs> two pack. <laughs> There's a line in the movie where Tupac says, uh, "Let that motherfucker learn how to spell potato before he comes criticizing my music." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see how many of you guys remember this one. If it wasn't for this, this this toy brought uh, movable eyes and uh, a motion action mouth to uh, the market that had never been there before. Hmm. You know what it is? I, oh. I think so. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Oh baby. wow! That creepy little bastard. What Teddy year did Ruxpin. that? What year did that make it since that one? When did that? Eighty-five. Uh, Eighty-five. Okay. I was gonna say I was a I was a kid yet. Okay. When Teddy Ruxpin came out, because I remember the commercials on Saturday. So I was fifteen. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it came out the year I graduated. I wasn't exactly looking to get one myself. No. But you you put you put uh, cassettes into his back. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, and he yeah, talked to you, that. and he would like, he would like read stories out of these books okay. that you could buy. Yeah. But there was there was one catch to it that was fantastic. <clears throat> I had a cousin that had one, and I put the misfit to it, and he would sing along. Like like you could put in like uh, Megadeth or something like that, and he would sing along to Megadeth. And, and Teddy would move his eyes and move his mouth. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Put like put like two live crew in or something like that. <laughs> have, have him Teddy Ruxpin Teddy singing, singing the most pop, profane shit ever recorded. Pop that pussy. An iota of joy to my life when I. <laughs> so yeah, not me or none of my friends ever had a Teddy Ruxpin, so I I never had the the joy of of screwing with him like that. <laughs> that would have been great though. <laughs> I didn't realize you could do all that stuff. I remember the commercials oh, vividly. There's so many things that you could do with Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, if you would have uh, like, there was one where uh, my sister and I had a conversation that got recorded. And my mom put it in there. Uh, and so Teddy Ruxpin was talking for both of us. Now, the thing that Whoa. you could have done with the Watergate tape and Teddy Ruxpin would have been phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. So, like, Teddy Ruxpin, like, turned into somebody with, like, disassociative disorder where he's, like, <laughs> He's like talking to himself in two different places. He's like Norman Bates or something. <laughs> Sitting there having a conversation with himself in two voices. Teddy Ruxpin, wow. Now, here's something else that it, it, it seemed minute at the time, but it was kind of a, a last-ditch effort by Kodak. 
1987, they came up with the disposable cameras and really changed weddings forever. That's what we used at my wedding in 98. We had the disposable cameras. Yeah. Did they have like the little disposable cameras sitting on everybody's table? Yes. Yeah. That's. They had that little camera that was, and it was seven bucks. So uh, people could afford to take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Even poor people can afford pictures now. Everybody can can take pictures. Yeah. Yeah, basically what it did was it, it changed uh, having a drawer full of uh, um, undeveloped film into a drawer full of undeveloped disposable cameras. Because <laughs> well, remember, for the I mean, for the longest time in my childhood, cameras were expensive as shit. Yeah. Cameras were very pricey. Yeah, yeah. My my dad had kind of an, an expensive, he never let us touch the thing. It was one of those where, like, it had different pieces to it yeah. and stuff, like the flasher right. connected, yeah, connected to the top. To the and, yeah. yeah, he never let us touch right. that thing. The only one we had, it was like a, it was made out of Bakelite and had that huge silver dish on top, and you'd have to suck on the, the flash bulb before you stuck it in there to make sure that it made electrical contact. Wow. Wow. Jesus Christ. Did you have to stand still for a half an hour while they were taking the picture? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we got one of those in the basement. That is where we stood in our low person. Well, <laughs> towards the end of the 80s, so there was a, a, a 35 millimeter camera that came out that was very decent. Um, <laughs> Whoa. You vacuuming something there, Mike? <laughs> And then it was like demented, some sort of possession going on there. Um, that cost about a, a hundred bucks, and it came. You had detachable lenses in that for it too. It was the Pentax K1000, and that's kind of um, it was like the student entry level. Okay. How much were those? Were those expensive? Well, the body itself was like a hundred bucks, and the they lens used, was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So. They used to have one with like a. A flashing like cube on top. Oh, well, I remember the cube. I remember like, the cube would turn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the little cartridges. Yeah, well, yeah. One, cartridges. One ten film. Yeah. I okay. I had a Polaroid camera. I remember my Polaroid camera quite well. Polaroid uh, really blasted out onto the market in the eighties as well. Yeah, yeah. I, did you have one? See, you're at my age, Mike. So. You probably had a Polaroid. Andy, did you have a Polaroid at some point? No, you know, we were on welfare. We couldn't afford that. <laughs> you know, no. Mike, you could almost look at Polaroid cameras, those instant cameras, as being like the precursor to awful decisions that people make about what they put online <laughs> nowadays. Because someday, someday you could Google uh, Polaroid porn. It's pretty interesting. Oh. Polaroid porn, huh? <laughs> it sounds like you already have. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. pretty it's actually. <laughs> I love how mature you sounded when you said that. How do you have Polaroid porn? <laughs> it's something to study. It's quite interesting, actually. It's really quite fascinating. <laughs> um, for the rest of you that were rich, unlike me, there was uh, another one that came out in the 80s was the. Uh, of the Tamiya Grasshopper radio-controlled car. Ah, no, I don't remember that. Grasshopper. You could drive those things off a fucking cliff, and they would bounce <laughs> back on their wheels and keep driving. 
Wow, really? Yeah. It, 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 was such, it, it was such a popular model that they even put it out again at, the, at a 25-year anniversary. Wow, did they really? That's kind of cool. In 2009, they put it out a second time because it was still that that popular. I wow. Me and a couple of my friends had turbo hoppers. Oh, and those are the ones that would roll all the time, right? They do, they uh they ran on those nine point six volt battery packs. Yeah, yeah, those were always a blast. Yeah, yeah, I had the I had the Baja Bandit too, which was basically a turbo hopper with a different body on it. It was basically all it was. <laughs> no turbo hoppers at all. Radio control. They were fun. Okay, okay. They were for they were for. Uh, Kids who uh, didn't want to spend all that money on on one of those kit radio control okay, cars, right, right, right. Those ones that you put together yourself yeah. and take all that maintenance and right, everything. Those were right. expensive, man. Yeah, yeah. I hated those things. They and you had you had to oil the engine. Yeah. They were all oh, like, really parts inside of them were always breaking all the time because yeah, you built those things from scratch, man. They came in. They came in pieces. Wow. And you well, put them I had a friend who was big into the planes. Oh, the planes, too. Yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah. Yeah, nobody I ever knew had the planes, but lots of people had the kit cars, though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, another big one that I remember from the 80s, I think it was 84, maybe. Sony put out the first ever... Uh, Camcorders. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Camcorders. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think you think that the Polaroid was something that could uh, lead to bad choices? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Sony Beta movie. Oh. Yeah. You gotta just Google that sometime. Camcorder. Oh, jeez. <laughs> just the fact that it came uh, out in the eighties too. Ooh, would uh, beta movie porn. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that's what Tommy Lee and Pamela used. There was a, probably a, a camcorder of some type. Of, the technology was yeah. so hot. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, well, it was a a Christmas, like around like '87, I think. So it's been it's been like 30 years now. Uh, an uncle of mine, who that that part of our family was fairly well off, there, he was the first person in our family to ever own. Camcorder, like a, an RCA camcorder. He brought, if it was in the eighties, man, that's they were expensive. Mm -hmm. He brought it to Christmas, and of really? course, everybody, everybody just thought it was uh, the coolest sure. thing. Oh, I'm sure. We were taping crap all day, and then like at the end of the day, when everybody was sitting around, we watched everything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> the, everything that you had filmed that day. Yeah, that it, that it happened like seven hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting here watching it. Oh my God! Wow, look at that! It's me! Look, look! I remember when I, that happened. That was so awesome. I had two fat friends that invested a. Uh, shitload of money into one of the better ones i don't remember what kind it was but they started being uh wedding video videographers in the 80s yeah yeah yep and uh you know i, I gotta say that it was a sweet gig for them at the time people were paying them 500 bucks a oh sure on the camera <laughs> yeah yeah because uh, 
how else were you going to get that done? You well, know? yeah, you don't want to ask one of your groomsmen or some shit to run around and film everything. So to have somebody, yeah, you pay, you pay the extra money for it. Yeah, for and sure. how many people yeah. had the capability? <laughs> right, who even had it? Yeah, right. how many people had the technology yeah, so to do it, too? Yeah. But yeah. actually filming yourself, yeah. yeah, that was that was big business thirty years ago. That so yeah, you stuff. had people going into careers they might not have otherwise gone into. You know, if you had one of those. Well, I went into the videography business at one point. Did you? I imagine a lot of people probably did, because like you said, there was a high demand for it. And I had three cameras, uh, uh, wireless microphones, uh, MP3 recording devices. Jesus, the amount of crap that I had was disgusting. Did you do weddings or what? Swingers conventions or what'd you do? <laughs> well, most mostly plushies. <laughs> what? <laughs> mostly what? Plushies. Oh, you guys don't know what a plushie is? Oh, I know what a plushie is. is it... <laughs> Are they like furries or what? That's people that dress up yeah. as stuffed animals to have sex. Oh, oh, so they're furries. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. right. They're basically furries. Oh, okay. Dear Lord. <laughs> Holy balls. Now, what? <laughs> How do you move past that? <laughs> How do you do it? God, I'm picturing a squirrel oh, fucking a bear now. Just... Someday. Or just a whole bunch of dudes dressed up as Smurfs and like one woman in the middle dressed up as Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs> Super oh my god oh wow now here's one that you guys you're gonna have to love the fact that it came out in 1982 okay uh, the very first ever sony cd p101 cd player wow 82 what really 82 god that's crazy what did they look like back then, though? What, Mike? What did they? They were probably Jesus, big. I wish I, could, I wish I could pop up a screen for you. Yeah. Um, they were probably pretty damn big, I would imagine. Yeah, they looked uh, something like a you know a concrete block. Okay. And door that came out the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Here. I remember there were some CD players that were connected to the would have the cassette option as well. That's it. Yeah. That's it right there. Can you see it? You must oh. have a picture. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember for a Funky long time, looking. people would have big blocks that would have either the, uh, well, they'd have both. The, you'd have the CD option, cassette option. Uh, in some cases, you'd have the phonograph option as well. Yeah. You'd have a three-in-one gigantic block of shit, basically. <laughs> Big entertainment well, device. Yeah, in 1985, uh, I got the uh, Sony power thing that came in a, in a case with the glass front. I am. Uh, had the uh, receiver, mm -hmm. uh, phonograph, and a CD tray. Yeah, yeah. A what? And the double tape. A six CD tray. Six CD tray. Oh, I didn't have a CD in it. Man, that was high tech too. Yeah, yeah, having all those discs in there. Enormous speakers that I still use today. Well, well, screw it if they work. Yeah, you know, I remember early, early. You know, I mean, super early '80s, as it maybe 1980 straight up. My dad had a 
fucking um, CB. Uh, um, oh, CB radio. CB radio on his truck. And I just remember that he was never on it. He never got on it. Yeah. But we'd always listen to people on it. Uh, always thinking, is this the only reason you have this? Because you like Smokey and the Bandit? Because he was such a fan of that show and Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> yeah. Right. My grandma had one. Did she really? <clears throat> in her car, and I remember driving down. She lived in Washington State. She had a handle. She did. She had, I can't remember, it was something like Super Grandma or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, she was moving back to Illinois from Washington State, and my mom and I drove with her that entire way. And That's just awesome. Talking to truckers on CB radio. Too like, bad. Super Grandma. Man. And that's too so bad. Cool. She wasn't doing that today. She could make a like a reality show. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, on the road with Super Grandma. Super Grandma, seriously. <laughs> yeah, come on back. Watch your, watch your We got Smokies up on the intersection of Highway One Sixteen, and yeah, that's it. That's Big Six Nine right there, buddy. The come on. Oh God. Come back. Uh, I, I used to know all the lingo. My uncle was uh, <laughs> pedal to the metal. Oh really? Yeah, and so he had one in every vehicle he owned, including um, uh, an Edsel. Wow, wow. Because there's nothing as cool as uh, an Edsel with a CD radio. <laughs> God, no. How good there be? I had a couple uh, of friends of mine, like, around, like, when we were 16, 17, who got CB radios in their really? cars. Yeah. And, and, and they kind of took it half-ass seriously because I got in there and I'm like, dude, you gotta let me get let me get on here and just and just fuck with every truck driver that I can. You know. And you're like, no, dude, no, it's just like a code and shit, man. You can't do that. Well, I remember my dad telling me stuff like that. Yeah. That it was a code that you couldn't get on there and jack around, man. Yeah. It's serious business. I'm like, screw your code, man. I'm gonna get out of here and right. mess with some people, man. Oh, I, just, I just remember the really bad CD songs like uh, Teddy Bear. Mm -hmm. Come on back and talk to Teddy Bear. Yes, yes, God. Oh my Convoy. Lord. One of my all-time favorite songs. Convoy. Oh, God. Convoy? Convoy. I remember the movie Convoy yeah, well, with Chris Christopherson. Yeah, there's a song. Okay. The okay. song by yeah. C.W. Yeah. McCall. Yeah. Okay. Come on and join the Convoy. Oh, God. We got that, that, that. That, that is so scary to think that was like a number one hit back then. Wasn't there another song about some guy in a CB trying to get home for Christmas to see his daughter or some shit? Probably. Yeah. It was, uh, those CB songs just were freaking, it's like, why do you make me cry like this, bastard? <laughs> <laughs> it's just horrible. Eastbound and down, loaded up that truck. Yeah, that's still a cool song. It is Jerry Reed fucking song. I, I, no. I don't. I don't think people made a big enough deal about his death. I oh, Jerry Reed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, me and Jerry Reed died. There really should have been something on, you know, like the AMAs or whatever. Right. Because for me, as a guitar player, God, he was a he was a god. Still is. No shit. Um, that man could pick a. Oh, the Jesus Christ. Christ, he was amazing. Snowman. Speaking of rednecks. <laughs> I love redneck there, dog. Yes, uh, here's the redneck invention. Um, the hoity-toity people uh, used to have the Swiss Army knife. But in 1983 was born the Leatherman. The what? 
The Leatherman, man. It took the whole idea of of what a Swiss Army knife was to uh, a level that rednecks still appreciate to this day. I carry one in my pocket what, all the what, time. What, what, what's in it? What was the big advancement? Yeah, what's the difference? Oh, it unfolded. Um, it, it looked like a, you remember the old butterfly bags? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the snap, 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 right. those things. Well, it looked like a butterfly knife, except it was really tight. And you flip it open, and it's a, and it had a pliers. Oh, a multi -tool. So it was actual pliers. Uh, then you could snap out things like a, a, a Phillips head screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. Not right now. Um, a Coke spoon. It was the 80s, after all. True. Two different kinds of screwdrivers in there, so you always had a flathead and a screwdriver. Um, mine has, uh, mine actually has a, a wood cutting saw. Uh, what? What? Gear stand to get rid of uh, branches. Electric or like a, an actual saw saw? No natural saw saw. Really? Yeah. A little blade for cutting wow. through wood. Man, I said it was a redneck invention. You people are just too sick. <laughs> wow, man, I'm too <laughs> civilized. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. I'm scared to turn it the wrong way. I've got way. one, Mike, and I'm showing them what. Mine's very small, though, and it's actually Cody's. You have a miniature one? Yeah, a small one. Well, at least you can get slivers out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a little Phillips head in there. And yeah, and it's, you know, the Swiss Army knife had, like, the tweezers. It's a little saw. <laughs> you see, you see, you see. Yeah, it does have a little saw. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> I think, Except, Rambo, uh, I think Rambo used to carry one of these things. Regular size one is about six inches long when it's closed. Wow. So when you open it up, cool. you know, you had a good eight-inch long set of pliers. Nice. Wow. That's yeah. actually kind of cool. Yeah. It's a fantastic thing to have. Really, you should have one. He loves his, apparently. Yeah. It's got a file on it. How about, Mike, as far as technology goes, did you have the, uh, I think this was an 80s thing, did you have the magnificent technology of laser disc down? Oh, well, God, I remember that. Oh, I didn't. I had a roommate that did. He had laser discs? Yeah. I had a friend of mine's dad who had a laser disc player. When were CD-ROMs big? When that, that was around, was that an 80s thing? Was that? Well, CD-ROMs came around in the eighties, in the really late eighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because by the early nineties, one of those video game systems had a video game starring Dana Plato called Night Trap. Really, Dana yeah. Plato? <laughs> wow! Do you remember that, Mike? Uh, no, I. <laughs> it was. It was her. Her and these other girls were in this house. She was in a soft porn movie. I know. I think it's this one. Yeah. Okay. Called Different Strokes. Yeah. Yeah. And this game was called. This game was called. Seriously. This game was called Night Trap, and her and these other girls were having a slumber party, and these killers, like dressed like as ninjas, 
were like breaking into the house and like trying to kill them. And you you had to you had to hit buttons on these security cameras. You were watching all over the house to spring these traps to capture these dudes who were trying really? to murder these girls. It's called See? night trap. Go on YouTube, you can find it. You know, it. by the way, can we just say what a slap in the face to the the show that brought you fame and, and some fortune for a while. Different strokes. To come out with different strokes as a soft porn movie. <laughs> it's kind of like when it, it's like when Jerry Van Dyke's was it Jerry Van Dyke's daughter came out with the coach's the daughter. The coach's daughter. Yeah. Oh God. And like you said one time, it was really awkward because Craig T. Nelson co-starred with. Right. You know, with the, right. Right. God. And, that, from, and that was not soft porn. That was hardcore stuff. It made for a it. really awkward coach cast oh, reunion God. some years later. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, the 80s. Porn came home to us. Exactly. That's when you didn't have to... Well, we had the VHS, man. Yeah, you yeah. didn't have to dress up and go out to the theater anymore in a, in a trench coat. <laughs> Like Paul Rubens. Like, tra like Travis Bickle, yeah. Like Taxi Driver, where he takes uh, he takes Sybil Shepherd to the porn movie on yeah. a date. Yeah. Well, all couples go to the movies like this. <laughs> She's like, are you sure? Yeah. And I remember on my 18th first birthday, going into a blockbuster and showing them my ID so I could open that magic door to the adult oh, center. Go into the blue book, yeah, yeah. I got a roll, yeah. so keep it real. Pack that steel. All right. All right. I'm out of here. See you, Brian. All right. <laughs> Take it easy, Brian. All right. He's just had enough, and he's leaving. Yep, screw you guys. We started talking about porn. Fuck so this show, man. Porn offends me. <laughs> no, I actually have to, have to go to work, and that's where I'm going. <laughs> well, any sex talk, I'm out of here. It's where I draw the line. Yeah, I suppose I, I never... I, I didn't think of that until just now, yeah. but yeah, it, it brought the uh, brought the pornography home. Yeah. Besides besides regular movies too. But. <laughs> now in nineteen eighty four, another big thing that hit the market, uh, the uh, Macintosh one twenty eight A. Was you guys remember that one? The what? The Macintosh one twenty eight A computer. The com the home computer, yeah. The home computer was a, a just a little, like off white box. Yeah. Uh, that had a screen on it that was maybe this big. Uh, it came with a one button mouse and a keyboard, uh, and it had um, the disk drive right on the front of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like what was that? They had like green text and oh, stuff. Oh, I know. Oh no, yeah, but it actually had it was Windows icons on. Uh, oh, for real. Yeah, Apple had the folders and everything uh, back then on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, the iOS port is, I think, that's where he got the idea, and Bill Gates got the idea for Windows. That that computer in 84, that must have been for rich folks then. Well, um, a friend of mine that uh, lived with his aunt, uh, she had one like as soon as they came out because she was just a, uh, well, she was, um, she was, let's just say she didn't have trouble with men. So <laughs> she had nothing. What did that have to do with her getting a computer? Yeah. 
And you know, that porn was fantastic with <laughs> that <laughs> video technology. <laughs> I'm lost. Do you know what? When, when I was a kid, by like the mid-80s, there was very, very few people that I knew that actually had a computer in their home. Right. That was like considered like a nerdy thing, you know? Yeah. It, it was kind of considered like a dorky thing to, to like do anything on a computer aside from stuff that you had to do at work. Well, like work stuff. And, and my dad had, we had one. Or school. In, um, God, I can't remember what year it was anymore. <clears throat> it must have been later elementary school or junior high. It was not the, not the Apple 2E. Or which I don't know which ones they had in schools most of the time, but the detachable hard drive or the detachable disk drive and um, that was the Apple. Was it the it Apple too? It was more slimline than the ones that had like the keyboards like built into the box. Yeah, it was more slimline, so it was a, a more like the ones that everybody. A newer one than that. The one that everybody. Played like Moon Patrol and Pyramids Lemon, of Egypt. Lemonade stand. That was about the only oh. thing that you could do on this. I mean, it was God, no Oregon Trail even? No, just Lemonade stand. Fred Children. You could get called Monkey Island. <laughs> what did you do? Did you have to escape it or what? Um. I don't know because my friend could never get permission from his dad to play it. <laughs> oh, I, 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 he just showed me this, uh, the the game, and I never once thought to see it played. Maybe there was some monkey business going around on Monkey Island, then you know. Spank your Monkey Island. I don't know. <laughs> spank the Monkey Island. There's a bunch of spanking of the monkeys going on. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about this one that came out in 1980? Uh, how many of you ended up with it, but the Casio calculator watch? Oh, I had friends that had those. I didn't have one. I had a couple of friends who had those, yeah. Yeah, I got one secondhand uh, uh, when I was 15. Uh, my cousin got something cooler, so I got his calculator watch. And it's like, ooh, it's so cool. Look, I can spell boobless. Yeah, boobless. <laughs> there was another word you could spell too, yeah. Hell. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you could spell the word hell. Big one. And also there was um coming out in that time, God, I didn't write this one down. It was um that first super freaking nerdy uh, pocket calculator um, that kind of took the place of the slide rule. Oh. Now, what is Texas Instruments put it out? The ruler with the ruler with the calculator attached to it. Is that what Basically, you're talking about? It was kind of like that, but it was really high end because it had square root and all that type of stuff on it. Which holy uh, balls! Yeah, that's pretty. Which normal pocket calculator you didn't have, and the pocket calculator, you know, it this this Texas instrument thing really kind of led to the uh, pocket uh, the the credit card like pocket calculators that oh, okay 
I mean, who among us did not have one of those at one point? The pocket calculator? The, the credit card size pocket calculator. Yeah, my yeah, my dad had one of those, yeah. I don't remember if I did personally or not. I don't think I did. I remember, I think uh, you mentioned the uh, the watch calculator. Um, I, w I was so young at that time. It, it took a few years before anybody, like we were advanced enough in school to where we needed a calculator for anything. By that time, the, the uh, watch calculator, you could actually change it into a robot. <laughs> Seriously, because transformers were popular yeah. by that time, so they made they made calculator watches that you could detach from the oh, detach yeah. the face and and un, and undo the arms and the legs and yeah, it turned into a robot. Nice. <laughs> you know something was big when it made a transformer. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they had uh, God, what was his name? Downstream or something like that, the, the the Walkman that actually had a cassette that popped out and it was a, a bird calculator. Yeah, yeah, Soundwave. A bird transformer. Soundwave was his name. Soundwave, that's it. I had him. I got him for a birthday once, like when I turned eight, I think, or nine. What I got him for my birthday. <laughs> he was a transformer that changed into a like a boombox oh. thing. And, okay. and he had little cassettes that you could push his button down and his chest would open up and take the cassette out. And the cassette would actually turn into Someone like, else. yeah, like a, <laughs> one of them was like his evil, his evil bird. Yeah. And then there was a tiny little robot. Yeah, there was a couple of evil robots that they changed into. And one was like a, like a, some kind of like a cougar or panther type animal called Ravage. Nah. Nice. <laughs> and and speaking of uh, 80s toy technology, who remembers Simon? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, Simon. Simon used to piss me off when I was a little kid, but <laughs> but it was fun. Simon was one of my favorite games, and it didn't take long before Mom would take it away. What? <laughs> Why? 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 Well, see because that. you're sitting there going, that's enough. She just gets sick of the noise. Yeah. And then you hit it wrong, it does that. And, and when you took too long, if you just sat there yeah, like, yeah. Thinking about what move you're gonna make after a while, Simon would get pissed off and he'd, he'd just be like, <laughs> Yeah, screw you. <laughs> like he's giving you a raspberry or something like Man, that was one of the, the best damn games that I ever had when I was growing up. <laughs> Simon. Yeah, Simon rocked. <laughs> yeah, my wow. my older cousins had one of the original ones, one of the big ones. My sister no. got a pocket Simon then years later. Oh. It was like portable sized, yeah. I remember there was a pocket sized yep. Simon. Yep, yep, you can Google that and check him out. <laughs> and uh, who remembers in 1985 when the commercials first came on for 
Clap on. Clap. The clapper. <laughs> only, only, only old people are like. Remember that? That's the technology breakthrough right there. <laughs> the old lady. Yeah. Remember the old lady yeah. who, at the end of the commercial, would like, like throw it. Like she was like pissed it's off, awesome. man. She like <laughs> throws throws her book down and like. And then rolls over <laughs> real quick, like God damn it, God damn it! Like she Why was, she was angry about something, man. Huh. Yeah, the, uh, clap on, clap off. It'll come out right around the same time as um, I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah, yeah. The what? What was the name of that? Life alert. Uh, life was it life alert? alert? I think so. Dude, what? Life was alert? it Life Alert? Yeah, Life Alert. Was it called Life Alert back then? It was called Life Alert. Well, because I remember as a kid, the first time I saw that commercial, I laughed my ass <laughs> off <laughs> at, that, at that old lady on the floor. Oh. I've, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> We're sending an ambulance right away, Mrs. Fletcher. And I remember all of a sudden I was so proud of myself because after I laughed at that commercial, then it was like late night hosts started making fun of the I've fallen yeah, and I can't yeah, get up yeah, lady. Yeah. <laughs> like Johnny Carson is like, have you seen have you seen that lady? <laughs> she needs help, you know, they're not sending her any help here. And then there was, uh, uh, I remember back in the late 80s, too, my favorite uh, wrestling manager, Jim Cornette. He managed my favorite tag team, the Midnight Express, and he would always introduce them when they came out to the ring. And he introduced them one time. He's like, when the little old lady on TV says, I've fallen and I can't get up, these are the guys that knocked her down. <laughs> nice. There's Jim, I don't, I don't know if you remember Jim Cornette, do you, Mike? No, I, I kind of do. I think I do, but I'm not positive. They were in WCW, the NWA. Yeah, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. That dude was hysterical. See, most of my 80s stuff was uh, when it was the AWA. I watched the tail end of that stuff while, when it was like dying. American Wrestling Association. When everybody was leaving it. Hmm. Yeah. Because nobody would let anybody win except Greg Gagne. And it's like, who believes that Greg Gagne? <laughs> he, was, he was the head guy's son. It was, uh, it was, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, nepotism. Nepotism, yeah. I, I almost yeah. said narcolepsy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I find it completely believable that this guy is uh, body slamming the Hulk Hogan. Well, yeah, Greg, Greg Gagne looked like an English teacher, you know. <laughs> but but he was the guy who ran at Sun, so, you know, he got big pushes all the time. Yeah, he was burned on his kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just that, like... At the end of that, that gave birth to, like, Jerry Quackwell... Yeah. Uh, remember? Do you remember? Were you still Stone Mountain, Georgia? Were you still watching when uh, Colonel De Beers was there? 
Donald Demuse? He was a he was a heel. Yeah, he was like supposedly from South Africa, which he probably wasn't. But he he drew the color line. He would he refused to wrestle black guys. In the, in the, oh my god! That, I mean, like like as part of the his as part of his villainous persona. Yeah, I mean that this was like thirty years ago. This that shit would never fly today. He basically. <laughs> He came out and like basically like attacked Jimmy Superfly Snuka one time there in, in the eight like thirty years ago, basically because Jimmy Snuka was like not white. Oh, he was an islander. Yeah, and he De Beers didn't think he belonged there because he wasn't Caucasian. <laughs> oh, I remember the ones like Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik. Oh, the Iron Sheik is batshit crazy for real, man. If you ever seen any interviews with the guy, the guy's nuts for real. And uh, who's the other one? Baron the Claw Von Rashke. <laughs> Baron Von Rashke. <laughs> yeah, he was like 60 by the time that he finally folded up there in the AWA. <laughs> they had guys that hung on way too long in there. All right. one. I got one more. Okay. Sony brought the portable television with the Sony Watchmen. Oh my and God! Portable TVs. Yeah. With its two-inch black and white screen. This is awesome, man. I can help make watch TV anywhere. We're out. I'm on the bus and I'm watching TV. I can't. I can't hear it. I can't really see it, but this is awesome. Three channels yeah. that are barely coming and, in. And uh, four AAA batteries would get you one entire hour show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could like <laughs> what you could like catch catch an episode of Cheers or the Cosby Show while you were on your way home from work one night on the bus. You know. <laughs> hey, look, it's the Waltons. Can I watch, Mom? <laughs> you had... Words never heard at my house. You wouldn't you wouldn't think the uh, the antennas on those things would have worked very well, because obviously it was network television, right? It'd be a hard it picture was to all see. network television. You yeah. only had the choice of whatever station the regular TV could pick up. Right. Uh, and it it was um. God, I'm trying to remember because again, my high tech uncle had one. Um, like. It, it, you had to turn certain ways to get certain. Everything <laughs> yeah. hey, got yeah, PBS. Unless I'm facing two keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all that can come in is like, well, we can kind of see CBS. We got PBS coming in. Uh. <laughs> I've actually I picked something up at um, a thrift store or something years ago called. It's a Sony Bionoc. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's like a, it's a portable TV oh, wow. that comes, it's about the size of the, uh, the, like a pair of binoculars, like, like a binocular click case. I think that's why they call it a bionoc, but it does, it has like a little two inch by two and a half inch screen on there. And it has like these dials and everything like that. And this one I think was a little more advanced because it had rechargeable batteries. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how anybody watch anything on screens that small. No. You know, it's like you couldn't make anything out of what was going on. Well, it's, a, 
It's just technology. So <laughs> I'm watching TV. Yeah. We'd be we'd be stupid not to right. buy it and use it. Yeah. I think I got it for five bucks at a because I just thought it was cool. Because you know I've seen and I've Lincoln like has tons of portable TVs too. I just thought this one was like a very unique design, and I thought it was cool because so. it's such a because it's such a relic. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny. No. And, and I just want to add on to that point with my dad. He also had one of these portable TVs built into his car that he had. A <laughs> no way. Yes. This one was a little bit bigger than the Sony Watchman and it had a handle you could carry it with. I mean, it was pretty big. I don't know. I remember those by that had, that had handles handle on. Yeah. Had it mounted in his, in his car. To, to monitor because he was the engineer, the chief engineer at the station, and so he'd always have to be able to monitor the television feed. Man, your dad must have made the bucks. <laughs> well, I don't know. He, he liked to he liked to mess around with stuff too. Your dad sounds like the coolest guy ever. <laughs> yeah. Did he have a mustache? Back no, he then? didn't. No, no Damn. he never. He never did. Never did. He used to smoke a pipe though. Okay. Okay, the coolness factor is going way up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of those <laughs> that hung down, you know, like the hook pipe, not the straight pipe. Really? Like, the hook pipe, yeah. like freaking Sherlock Holmes or some shit? Yeah, kind of. Not, not that big. <laughs> not, not that theatrical. Of a pipe, you know? Yeah. Uh, he made a production out of smoking a pipe, man. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's how we knew a lot of times when he was home at night. From work because you hear that clank, 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 clank on the ashtray in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Knocking the, <laughs> knocking the ash out of the yeah, plate. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just remember going to your place in, uh, after class uh, at Brown, mm -hmm. and y'all had just the nicest house with the pool table downstairs. Yeah. Well, my dad, yeah. at that, that time, my dad was working for Panasonic at ah. that particular time. He had just left working at WHO in Des Moines and took on a sales job with Panasonic. So. From engineering uh, to sales? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but I guess they must have offered him enough money oh. <laughs> to do that. Oh. Yeah. And then from there, which I kind of is off topic, but from there, which I thought was kind of cool, he um, worked for, I forget the name of the company, but <clears throat> You would basically have to travel from television station to television station um, doing the conversion from do, when they do commercials on, on on tape, you know, VTRs. You'd have to, like, load in your commercials, kind of like they do in radio with the carts and stuff yeah. like that. They were switching yeah. over from that to satellite. So my dad went in to get these people, the, the stations on board, let's do it this way, and had to, like, get all the equipment and stuff figured out. And, wow. So, yeah, that was... Dang. Yeah. We're learning all kinds of neat stuff here today. Uh, all right, in 1989, all right, reaching the end of the 80s, uh, some of us were actually working at this time. Uh, who remembers the when it first hit the market, the desktop fax machine? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember a big deal being made out of them early on. Yeah, yeah. faxing stuff. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. how I didn't get I how it worked. Yeah, I mean, at '89, I was working stock. And, 
Yeah. I suppose, yeah. I never I never understood how they worked. Right. <laughs> I didn't I didn't grasp that it was like a it was like a line telephone-ish type thing, yeah, you know. Like, oh my god, it's so expensive. It's so expensive, you know, to like fax something. Yeah. Cuz well then you're paying for long distance calls still too. You had to pay out the butt to call long distance and that's basically yeah. what a fax machine you're faxing stuff long distance so yeah it was very expensive at that time too like like sending people important papers and stuff that right. you would have to mail otherwise right. you know yeah that was a pretty big deal actually it's kind of yeah. nobody nobody uses the damn things anymore because oh, of we do but oh, not really? not like that they have like paper. if it wasn't for the desktop fax machine we wouldn't have spam today yeah, because they do that too. We have a plain, uh, plain copy fax is what they, or plain paper fax is what they call them now. But back in the day, you had that special fax paper. Was it like a? a um, yeah, that shiny stuff. It's a, a thermal. It's a thermal kind of paper. Oh. That's how it prints on. So like you would get these faxes, and they're all like rolled up into like little, co or um, cylinders when you get them on. You know, and it's like how can it just looks flimsy, you know? It's like a, a poor facsimile, no pun intended. Um, I, of, wow. I, I'm telling you, Xerox ruined one of the greatest things that I had in school, and that was getting to go and run the mimeograph. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was no buzz like running the mimeograph. I never got to do that. Was that, was that the thing that, that flipped? The you crank it? <laughs> it had like the blue. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like the precursor to the copy machine. It was a big oh, okay, machine. all right. We call them and dinner machines, too. Big paper in, you know, machines. Um, the thing that you wanted to copy, and then you'd have to crank it. Okay. And the smell of the stuff that that thing wow. was giving you the nicest buzz. <clears throat> well, like, <laughs> really? Well, like in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, is that the movie where they get the copies of stuff and all the kids start smelling it whenever they get them. Yeah. Was that Ferris Day <laughs> Off? Yeah. Or was that no? Maybe that was Fast Times at Richmond High. Oh, that sounds more like Fast Times. Yeah. Yeah, where they're all sniffing the paper because it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. It sounds more like a Fast Times at yeah. Richmond High thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Ben passed it out. He started snorting the paper. Yeah. Yeah. If everybody smells their papers. You people on dope? No. <laughs> now, there was also another type of video thing that came out that I didn't remember at all until I, until I looked it up. Uh, in 1987, Fisher Price put out a video camera. What? Yeah. Oh, is that the one that re recorded on cassette tapes? Yes. Oh my God, I wanted one of those so bad. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Fisher uh, Price um, put out. It, it had like a, it, like the grip on one of the guns from Battlestar Galactica. And I don't think we were able to focus it. Okay. Uh, it was just you know a single. The lens didn't change. Uh, but it did audio and it did uh, videotape on the cassettes. Yep. Weird. Yeah, I wanted one so bad. This was like the year I graduated when I was a senior in high school and those came out. How, I wanted one so bad. How in the hell, how do I not remember this? I don't know. They were only a hundred bucks. 
Well, a hundred bucks to me as a senior in high school was a shitload of money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they sold uh, them at but, Toys R Us. I remember yeah. seeing going in Toys R Us and seeing it there, and I'm just like, maybe if I saw a picture of one, I would, I yeah. would recognize it. Yeah, they had 100 lines of resolution at 15 frames per second. <laughs> Ooh, wait. Wow. Art art and quality. <laughs> Could make some art shit with that. Damn. <laughs> hey. And uh, it was called the Pixel 2000. PXL 2000. And what year was this? 1987. 87 that was, so 30 years ago. 30 years. Here's and one. Now, you know, the kids, the, the age of kids that were trying to get that thing now have uh, uh, sexting to each other. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's one for you that uh, uh, changed uh, like sporting events and. Uh, Wrestling, pro wrestling events and all this stuff. Uh, Pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because before that, didn't you have, like, a closed-circuit television where you, like, had to go to a movie theater or something that had, like, closed-circuit? Right. Where you had, like, well, there, there were certain bars that had closed-circuit Yeah. Okay. And you'd have to pay to get in to watch it. Yep. Yeah, because like they would have like, because uh, you see comments like if you mention something like a, a big boxing match from like the 70s or 80s, and there's people who will comment on there, yeah, I remember watching this in the theater back mm -hmm. in 1980, you oh, know, yeah. going to the movie theater and watching, <laughs> watching this, it. yeah, watching it live. Yeah. Well, yeah. that you know, that that's like the, the cable TV, I mean, yeah. all that in with the pay-per-view and... And then, like, by WWF, uh, what was the first one? It wasn't SummerSlam. WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. I think WrestleMania was still closed-circuit TV yet. Oh, no, because that one we saw at a friend's house. Well, maybe oh, you it did? It might not have been WrestleMania 1. Okay. Was it WrestleMania 1 or 2 that uh, Hulk Hogan body slammed uh, Andre the Giant? That was 3. That was, three. Okay, yep. that's the one I saw. that was the one in the pot. Yeah, that was pay per view. Yeah, that one I know you could get in your home. Yeah. Yeah, because all of us chipped in money just to watch it. The one I the one I saw live was a few years later. It was uh, WrestleMania six was the one I saw live at a friend's house. Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior was the main event. <laughs> Yeah, we watched the whole thing live. <laughs> and now, you know, you've got a video on demand. Yeah, yeah, you got people pirating stuff live online, like yeah. boxing matches and stuff like that. I don't know. I, the uh, feed probably sucks. But... Net, I hated the boxing shows. <laughs> What's that? Uh, back when I worked at Fox Sports, yeah, yeah, we had to we had Sunday night fights, and God, that was just painful. I hated having to watch that shit. <laughs> just not into just not into boxing. Well, it's not just not into boxing, but that was the low end scale of boxing at, at Sunday night. Oh fights yeah, 
Yeah, you weren't getting any you weren't getting any name guys on that program. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was no. you were either you getting get somebody who is going to be big that had his first ever match. Yeah. But you were gonna get happened but one time. You were gonna get somebody down below on their way up, maybe, or you were getting a guy who used to be somebody on his way down, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of shit in between. But that was the 90s. That wasn't the 80s. I don't know. I didn't watch much boxing in the 80s. You missed out, buddy. Huh? You missed out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> There's always YouTube. <laughs> yeah. There is. I know I have YouTube, uh, the Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Uh, a great documentary series that was done on HBO is called Legendary Nights. It's about the best boxing matches that ever aired on HBO. They're like 20, 25-minute documentaries about every fight. Very good stuff. <laughs> Very good stuff, yeah. Now, I didn't get into boxing much at all until my sister became a your sister did? Yeah, my baby sister became a boxer. Oh, crazy. Well, she was always the one that defended me when we were young. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say she was always beating the piss out of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think uh, the reason she was able to be a boxer was because I beat the shit out of her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> After after dealing with you fighting other fighting girls her age was just like that eh, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Now I got one more toy that I it, it, I had to struggle to remember it. Okay. Uh, because again, this is one that was for the rich kids. Uh, any of you remember the Armatron from nineteen eighty? I don't know. Describe it. Well, basically, it was a robotic arm. You had two small joysticks, uh, and it had the, the pincher thing, uh, and it played it as a game. When you were on a timer, you had to pick up ball boxes and spheres and set them down in another place, and if you didn't do it fast enough, it would make nasty noise. You turn around and slap you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get punched. <laughs> Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. It was a robotic arm that you could get in 1980 for your home to play games. Wow, that's freaky. I do not remember that. It must have like not made it in the market because that's about the time where workers were being replaced by robots, and everybody hated robots. <laughs> I'd be damned if I could yeah. one of those things in my house, kind of, you know, kind of thing. I, but I do remember one that came out after it called, was it Tommy the Robot or Tommy the Robot? Oh, I, I know. And you, you could program movements into it and it would, uh, <laughs> and it would roll around your floor in whatever pattern you programmed into it. Wow, were these expensive? I don't know how much that one was. I didn't get one until like 1990 at the, the Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah. It's like the precursor to the robo vacuum. Yeah, I was going to say, this thing sounds expensive. <laughs> put a vacuum on it. 
something. Make it do something. That's what I was just gonna say. Make it make it useful. Wow. And in 1986, you guys remember Etch-a-Sketch came out with an animated Etch-a-Sketch? Yes. Yes, I remember it. You would like you would like make a picture of like a, I don't know, like a dog or something like that and then hit the animate button. Really? And it yes. would, and it would like make harp, 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 like the the dog would like bark. Really? Uh-uh. I do not remember that. Did you? Yeah, that was easy. Did you you had to make like very specific things though, right? Um, as I recall, after I looked, you know, after I saw it again, I looked it up. Um, yes, there were specific things that you had to make. Yeah, uh, because you couldn't do things like just a swiggle, and it would make a swiggle, you know, wiggle around. Because well, I mean, because you couldn't like like you know draw a dick and hit animate and then. <laughs> They like have it pee all over or something like that. I, I mean, I doubt it. I'm just, I'm just guessing here. Somehow, I don't think that was uh, high on their list. <laughs> you just couldn't make any old thing and have it animate. Okay, all right. That was a plugin that came later. Okay, yeah. the dick. It's a patch. There was a precursor to downloadable content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy! I re I remember a toy for uh for children who didn't have any friends. It was called. It was like a. It was like this uh, wooden. Uh uh, ar guy with an arm. Uh, it was like a kid with an arm, and you had like a bunch of balls in in this thing behind him, and he would pitch balls to you. Like the ball would really? go into his hand, and oh, yeah, and he would go like that. And the saddest part was is that he was like made to look like an actual kid too. <laughs> he had like a ball cap on, and he was smiling, and he had blonde hair. So it like I wasn't. It wasn't sad enough. He was like a blow-up doll, basically, for lonely children. <laughs> like, he was. He's like, I have, he's like a real girl for lonely right. little boys. You know, he's like, hey, Dad. Dad, let's go out and play some baseball. Yeah, no, son. No, son. <laughs> I bought you, I bought you this little fella here. I don't remember. I don't remember what he was called, though. I I can picture him in my head, but I don't remember what it was called. But he, yeah, he pitched. He pitched little baseballs to you. Between that and Teddy Ruxpin, parents were just trying to get rid of all parental duties. Yeah, yeah, that was the. We don't want to entertain our children at all in the game. <laughs> it was the yuppie generation. Yeah, I mean, they were they were busy wheeling and dealing and making money and yep. can't be bothered with Doing this. Yeah, yeah, buying buying setting up cocaine deals and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go play no. go play with your Nintendo, honey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now here's one uh, that I came across, and I couldn't believe that this actually existed. 
Uh, I don't remember it in any way, shape, or form, but apparently it was a big deal back in uh, 1983 when it came out. Audio Technica Soundburger. Now, when you hear that name, what do you think of? Soundburger? Yeah, the Soundburger. I'm kind of hungry right now. Is that the hamburger phone? No, <laughs> it's, it's a portable LP player, and it just has... Uh, uh, two pieces that sandwich onto a disc onto the, oh, the 45 or LP, yeah. and then it would blow. So you could carry a milk crate full of LPs anywhere and listen to them. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah, but why the fuck would you want one? Right. And why would you want to carry a crate of LPs around with you? Uh, it's Touché. not just that, but hey, let's take all our records to the beach. Right. <laughs> yeah. Santa's like, great for them. <laughs> like, like Andrea said, though, why, why in the hell would you want to walk around with a crate full of yeah. LPs? <laughs> like, how convenient! <laughs> it's not like it's a Walkman. Right. Now I can listen to records anywhere. <laughs> well, if you had those cases of forty fives like I had, you know, the ones that were either red or it was striking. Right. They had all the 45s. Yeah, 45s would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. 45s would be a little more portable that way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a, something about listening to Dark Side of the Moon on, on a little thing that looks like a, <laughs> a digital sandwich. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to, yeah, I got I to gotta Google some of this stuff and like look at pictures of them too. You know, uh, I got a, uh, a trivia thing for you about Dark Side of the Moon. Did you know that it was uh, invented, it specifically designed to be played on 8-track? Really? Mm -hmm. All of the music flows together until you get to the spot where it break, you know, breaks and goes to the next, you know, goes to set two. Yeah. Uh, so they have perfect breaks for that. And also, at the very beginning of the album, it says where we came in. And at the very end of the album, it says, isn't this where? <laughs> nice. So eight tracks always repeated themselves over and over. Yeah, and yeah. It ended with, isn't this where we came in? <laughs> huh. Crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of hard. To, that probably didn't make much sense when you had uh when you're playing it on lp yeah yeah no no but at the at the time the dark side of the moon came out lp wasn't the you know the cutting edge technology right i'm sure they did the same type of shit for cd because that would just be what pink floyd does yeah neat yeah well I have run my course. Yeah, I was gonna All say. Right. I think I think we're kind of out of ideas now too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll call it a day. But um, luckily, it did get off the ground eventually. So <laughs> glad it did work out. If you've been watching this, thanks for sticking with us from the beginning. Yeah. And in in the rough and, water, what? And God forbid, '80s kids remembers brings up some technology from the '80s like nuclear submarines. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? 
Nuclear submarines. Those were new in the Navy. Oh. Well, for next well, time. <laughs> is this because of the because uh, of the threat of uh, North Korea? You're bringing this up. Oh yeah. It wasn't the hunt for Red October. Wasn't that eighty nine? Yes, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So thanks for joining <laughs> us <laughs> and, uh, and and and, and riding the waters of the craziness as we began um, today. Um, we managed through it though. So. Uh, hopefully yeah, we'll be back soon. We've got scheduling conflicts that kind of keep going on, which has kind of kept us from a really long patch here when yeah. we haven't been on. So Brian and his I'm not job. Gonna, I'm not going to make any promises about the next time, but hopefully soon we will get together. We may have to work on a different day, different time. Um, so hopefully, yeah. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Greg. I'm Mike. And for Brian, thanks for watching. Later!